It's not the government, the church, or even our schools. The home is the actual foundation of all societies, and it is steadily deteriorating. Do you realize how valuable your home is? Are you willing to do the homework required to be an influencer, a home influencer? Welcome to Homework with Kim. I'm Kimona Ferguson, and together we take a candid look at our homes and the work we need to do within its four walls and in our families in order to fulfill our God-given assignments. Just look around, you see it. We have some homework to do, so let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Homework with Kim, episode 6. Thank you so much for joining me again. I'm your host, Kim, and here we take a candid look at our homes and the work we need to do within its four walls to ensure that at the end of a long, hard day, when our heads hit the pillow, we can truly declare home, sweet home. We took a break last week as us Jamaicans celebrated Emancipation Day on August 1, then August 6, Independence Day, commemorating our island's 60th year of independence under the theme Reigniting a Nation for Greatness. And undoubtedly, many of us would have participated in a few events, whether in person or virtually, events geared toward the celebrations of Jamaica, land we love. And so with that said, I trust you had a great Emancipence Week. And speaking of independence, today I want us to talk a bit about the reality of what Jamaica 60 is and what reigniting this nation for greatness entails. Many of the activities of emancipence or independence celebrations included lighting. I know the national stadium and the arena were illuminated for that whole week, as I recall having driven by them a few times. It was a grand display and Though I didn't see it firsthand, I learned that there were a lot of fireworks and there was even a time when the Niagara Falls was illuminated in Jamaican colors. Certainly a time when Jamaicans could feel proud both here and in the diaspora and we are grateful to God for taking us to this point 60 years later. Paraphrasing from an article I read on Jamaicans.com, a government official urged Jamaicans to commit to celebrating the country's independence anniversary with a, and I quote, a fire burning in our hearts and to building Jamaica's reputation as a location of choice for living working, and raising families. She also noted that when the black, green, and gold flag was raised on August 6, 1962, 
Jamaicans worldwide were fired up as the country moved toward greatness. She says she wants to see a fire like this reignited for Jamaica 60. You would agree that those are absolutely wonderful sentiments. But let's zero in on something here as we are talking about reclaiming our nation by reclaiming our families. The Jamaica 60 theme, I think, is very appropriate because it confirms that with all the beautiful lights that illuminated the National Stadium Arena, Jamaica House, and even the Niagara Falls in Canada, in reality, Jamaica is in darkness. You heard me. In my opinion, we are experiencing the equivalent of an almost all-island blackout. And it's not the kind that JPSCO can send out a team to resolve. And I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer. I don't want to sound like a pessimist, a kill vibe, you name it. I am not trying to throw cold water on Jamaica 60. But I also do not want us to, in the midst of these formal celebrations and these feel-good moments, to forget that some of our fellow countrymen, some of our fellow Jamaicans right here on the rock, while we're cheering and enjoying the festivities, some of our fellow men are mourning. They are at home and feeling imprisoned because of the violence that continues to haunt our communities. Light is a wonderful thing. Anyone who gets lost in the dark desires light as soon as possible. If light is not available by the flip of a switch, then a fire will do. Something, anything to provide light, we would take it in order to prevent the situation from being consumed and ruled by the darkness. And light also represents hope. So when we talk about reigniting, we are admitting that there is darkness and there needs to be light, a fire, something to dispel the darkness. Separate and apart from wearing our Jamaican colors, blowing our vuvuzelas and putting on a show, how do we reignite this nation for greatness? When there is just so much bloodshed with seemingly no end in sight. Where the gangs seem to be populated by younger and younger men, now boys. Where justice in Jamaica seems to be getting advice from a snail. It's just taking it slow. Where we are trying to supposedly build Jamaica's reputation as an ideal place to live, work, and raise families. But we have recurring instances where one whole immediate family is wiped out at one time. Come on, where the news coming out of Jamaica is overwhelmingly disturbing, yet we are using words at Jamaica 60, words diamond and jubilee. 
Friends, you see, what we ought to realize is that if the Jamaica of 2022 continues down this path, it will be the last place on earth where anyone wants to live, work, and raise families. You mean the same families that are under threat on a day-to-day basis? Do the math because it's just not adding up for me. How then can we say we want to make this a place of choice with where things are going? Nowhere on earth is perfect, I know. We will only experience perfection when we get to heaven, but... Let's ask ourselves, what kind of homework do we need to do to help ensure that Jamaica 65 or Jamaica 70, if the Lord allows, is better than Jamaica 60? Not with brighter lights, fancier celebrations, more entertainment, but a safe place. You know, if I have a treasure, something of great value, do you think I'm going to leave it careless? I will want to ensure that it's well protected and secure. I ask the question, oftentimes at the beginning of this podcast, do you know how valuable your home is? And I'm not talking about the walls that are erected and the roof and the furniture from courts. I'm talking about the value of our families. Should we not desire to protect Or homes and families, keeping them safe? Let's get candid. From where you sit, how are things looking? Or maybe because some of us can still go stand out at our gates at night, we feel like every little thing is going to be all right. I think not. And I always find it strange when people say, you know, despite the crime and violence in, you know, Jamaica nice. Come again? You mean to say because my family has not yet been directly impacted by this Lego beast free-for-all culture, Jamaica nice, that's what you really meant to say. You imagine being in the shoes of people who are living like they are on an episode of Survivor every day and that's their norm? Can you reasonably tell them, say Jamaica nice? No friends. Jamaica harsh, Jamaica rough. And if you have children, we must also realize that even if we are not around to experience the effects of where we're going, what we're on the road to becoming or not becoming as a nation, or picnic them certainly will experience it. Let me tell you how I know for sure that this directly impacts our children and by extension, future. I taught in an after-school reading program in the downtown area a couple of years ago. And I remember how many of my students would come on a stop-and-go schedule. Meaning one week you'll see them, next week you wouldn't. One day you see them, you tell them, okay, bring this tomorrow. The next day you wouldn't see them. When they'd come and I'd be ready to scold them about why they missed and, you know, you cannot afford to miss. This is your, this is your future. This is your education. You cannot afford to miss this class. You need to learn how to read. And I would start going on and on, standing on my soapbox. I'd be greeted with similar sentiments. 
miss me know, but me couldn't come out because war in the lane. Or miss, my mother say me can't go school because a beer gunshot. Some of them, when they did show up, would have to be given permission to leave early to get home before the sun began to set. I saw real fear in these children's eyes. Fear for their lives and their safety. Now, does that sound like jubilee to you? Children who are supposed to be learning cannot focus long enough because their homes and communities have become war zones and they understand all too well that they can easily become a casualty, a nation on its way to greatness. So again, what kind of homework do we need to do? Well, in my humble opinion, I know we would love to lay blame solely at the feet of our governing bodies, at the feet of the police, at the feet of the Jamaica Defense Force. And I will get to that aspect of it momentarily. But let me tell you that for many Jamaican children, a father is simply a nice little concept that they read about in stories, in fairy tales. Jamaica is not only a nation of great sprinters, a nation of wood and sometimes water, but Jamaica is a nation of fatherless children. In a 2014 article, Jamaica's Minister of National Security stated quite correctly that one of the primary causes of why so many young men join gangs and engage in a life of crime is the absence of a father figure. Stating that paternal deprivation has highly negative effects. And according to studies, fatherless children are 11 times more likely to engage in aggressive behavior. 10 times more likely to join a gang. Six times more likely to go to prison and twice as likely to drop out of school. And in case we were still wondering if fatherlessness is directly related to our crime problem, I remember seeing an article some time ago reporting that the leader of a gang known as the Fatherless Crew had met his demise. Hmm. Imagine your identity being so shaped and wrapped up by the absence of your own father that you decide to call or become a part of a gang known as the fatherless crew. So reigniting this nation for greatness must mean that the pitney them are going to need them fathers, right? Tell me if that matters add up for you because it does for me if you or anyone you know has fathered a child and you have abandoned your responsibilities as a father of said child or children it is not too late go be a father make your presence felt consistently get involved do we are beg you. What else can we do? 
if you are a man, you can act as a father figure to the fatherless. And in fact, your presence will help to ensure that the fatherless is no longer fatherless. Because what they will need is someone that can guide them, someone that they can call father. Would it be best and wonderful? Would it be the ideal for their biological fathers to be there? Of course. But when we cannot get to the ideal, we try to move to the next best thing. Position yourself as a father figure for those who do not have a father. I can tell you again that within that same after-school program that I referred to earlier, I met only one father. One father. And I heard very often, Miss Mina Noma father. I remember one telling me how a particular man was his father. And he said, Miss them say, I am my father. And he pointed out the man, but him not pay me no mind. Why do I remember these things so clearly, so vividly? Because when you see such pain in the eyes of a confused child, it is an image. That's hard to forget, even if I wanted to. We do have great Jamaican fathers, those who are present, those who care, those who love their children. And right now, that is probably why our reality is not far worse than it is. But it's still very bad. And it's getting worse. So we encourage men. That if they man up enough to conceive the child, do not leave them fatherless. And we encourage men that even if you have not fathered your own child or you may have fathered your own, but you have room to mentor, to, to be a father figure for another child, another boy, another girl. Please do that work. It is well worth it. I really could go on, but I leave it at that. Secondly, I know I said earlier that we ought not to place blame solely and squarely at the feet of our government. But I did not say that there is no blame that is to be placed there. How come Jamaica not safe for my picnic? But it has become a safe haven for criminals. Vision 2030 for Jamaica states, Jamaica, the place of choice to live, work, raise families, and do business. I tried to say it like how they, you know, they spin it in the commercials to motivate us. That's our national vision. Sounds good, right? But we are aware that no matter how appealing it may sound or how hard we might try, our current reality would better be represented by modifying that. So it would read something like, Jamaica, the place of choice for criminals to live, thief, destroy families, and extort business. How dare me say that? That sounds horrible. 
Certainly, that's not something we could place on a billboard out by the roundabout at the Norman Manley International Airport so it would greet our tourists as they come in. But why sugarcoat it? Who does that help? It certainly doesn't help our homes. It doesn't help our families. It certainly does not help our nation. We need to remedy this condition of darkness because no amount of warmth from the beautiful Jamaican sunshine can disguise it. And we need to demand more from our government, more from our lawmakers. Ecclesiastes 8.11 says, and that is from the Bible, When a crime is not punished quickly, people feel it is safe to do wrong. Now, is there a better description for what is happening in Jamaica than what that verse states? Murders, reprisals, broad daylight in a church, anywhere they feel like. The criminals have been given a very strong impression that it is safe for them to do wrong. So for them, it seems to be just a matter of eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Hmm, where can I go today? What kind of trouble can I get up to today? Which life can I play with today? Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Now, this isn't simply an opinion. In this case, scripture plainly says it. That it is because governing authorities do not exercise the powers of their office. They tend to encourage the growth. Both in its intensity and in its number of the grave injustices that are being committed by these wrongdoers. You see, if wrongdoings were punished swiftly, the human nature that is in us, which is really toward doing the wrong thing, will lean more toward the wrong. So we need help to stay on the right track. So if evil doers were swiftly punished, human nature could be deterred to some degree. However, the truth is that because justice is often so painfully slow, people seem to and actually get away with almost anything, even murder. Because we're always going to follow as humans the path where we have least resistance. So you're not going to go in a direction and continue in a, in a direction where you know you're going to find resistance. These criminals have no resistance that they're going against. They're just free. They're just free to do what they want. If law-breaking is not punished, it quickly grows more frequent and more intense to the point now where these evildoers are literally getting away, not just with murder, but with double murder, triple murder, quadruple murder. It's like they're counting up. Do you realize that it is getting more intense? Ecclesiastes 8.11 tells us why. We are living through such a time. Jamaica 60. And so friends, we must demand at every opportunity we get, whether in person, online, wherever, whichever forum, with social media, we're writing to the 
editor. We need to make it clear. We need to demand stricter laws and enforcement of those laws that will deter these evil, evil men. Laws that will encourage us, the weak, to cherish. And we ask our eternal Father to give them and us vision lest we perish. Friends, let's do the homework required to take back Jamaica land we love so that it will in fact be a place where we will choose to live, work, and raise our families. To those of you who continue to come back week after week, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your support. I do not take for granted this great privilege you have given me to borrow your ears for just a few moments. I am truly grateful. And I want you to, if you find any value from our discussion here, please feel free to share this or any and every episode of this podcast, that too would mean a great deal to me because I know there are still those of us intent on doing the homework required so that Upikne them can have even a semblance of a brighter future and so that we can really, in truth, reignite this nation for greatness. I invite you to follow the podcast on Instagram at Homework with Kim and also to follow my personal page at Sky Mona. Thank you so much. So until we meet again, have a great week and don't forget to look around. We have some homework to do. So let's get started. Mm-hmm.